Good evening. You're listening to KCSB News, your local community radio news program from the Santa Barbara area. I'm Ashley Rush. And I'm Daniel Luisias. Today is Monday, November 8th, 2021. In tonight's newscast, we bring you a special feature episode exploring the controversy surrounding Munger Hall, UCSB's proposed megadorm funded by billionaire Charles Munger and scheduled to open in 2025. Remember, you're listening to KCSB-FM in Santa Barbara, 91.9. Stay tuned. At noon, on an otherwise ordinary Friday at UCSB, hundreds of students and community members gathered outside the steps of Davidson Library. In unison, they chanted, Hey, hey, ho, ho, Munger Hall has got to go. Referencing the proposed mega dorm that's attracted national attention and criticism in recent weeks. Of primary concern, most rooms in the building wouldn't have windows. Munger Hall, which has been coined everything from mega dorm to dormzilla, would consist of enough 10-foot by 7-foot single-occupancy bedrooms to house 4,500 students, 94% of which would have artificial windows. The 11-story hyperdense building project, scheduled to open in 2025, would cost $1.5 billion. $200 million of that cost is to be donated by 97-year-old billionaire Charles Munger, who has described architecture as, quote, kind of a hobby, and has said windowless bedrooms are, quote, quite endurable, especially with good ventilation, according to the Santa Barbara Independent. Munger, who has shrugged off the controversy, said in an interview with CBS Market Watch, quote, I'd rather be a billionaire and not be loved by everybody than not have any money. The dorm project attracted national coverage last week after the resignation of lead architect Dennis McFadden, who left the project in protest after serving on UCSB's design review committee for 15 years. In his resignation letter, he called Munger Hall, quote, unsupportable from his perspective as an architect, a parent, and a human being, end quote. McFadden's decision sparked coverage in media outlets across the country, including the New York Times, LA Times, Vice, Slate, USA Today, NBC and CNN. In an LA Times op-ed, McFadden continued to criticize Munger Hall. He went on to say that the project ignores research-based evidence that natural light and air are essential for emotional well-being and environmental sustainability. McFadden is not the only one in opposition of the project. A group of six architecture history professors at UCSB have created a petition to halt the construction of the dorm, which has garnered more than 1,700 signatures. UCSB students are also taking it upon themselves to speak out against the project. Fourth-year Tommy Young has created a petition that has attracted nearly 10,000 signatures, the SB Independent reports. In response to the widespread backlash, UCSB published a Q&A article on Thursday attempting to dispel criticisms over the project and provide new details. Language in the article calls the proposed building an, quote, important step in addressing the campus's housing needs, unquote, and lists amenities like a market, bakery, fitness center, recreation room, study space, music instruction rooms, and more. 
The piece also contradicts rumors that the building would only have two entrances and exits, and that there are actually 15 entrances and exits into and out of the building. Munger Hall is being presented as a solution to UCSB's unprecedented housing crisis, which has placed at least 300 students into hotel housing for fall quarter, and still others into unconventional options like commuting from long distances and even living in their cars. UCSB's Munger Q&A piece says that those unattracted to the design could opt for other residence halls or off-campus apartments. However, voices opposing the project argue that the housing shortage will force those who don't want to be there into Munger Hall as a last resort. Those voices were on display during the November 5th rally, which began in front of Davidson Library and transformed into a march to Stork Plaza. The event was arranged by community organizations Food Not Bombs Isla Vista and UCSB Cost of Living Adjustment, UCSB for COLA. Protesters also voiced their opposition to the December 15th deadline for hotel house students to move out of their current accommodations when the university has said it will terminate contracts with local hotels. Coincidentally, the rally took place on the first day of UCSB's annual Parents Weekend. As parents walked out of the USUN with new merchandise and took photos of Stork Tower, they were met with chants from the crowd. Ahead of Friday's rally, I spoke with UCSB undergraduate student Izzy Bahamon de Partlin, a volunteer with Food Not Bombs Isla Vista and one of the organizers of the rally. Now we are here to discuss the proposed residence hall. So for a bit of context, the Santa Barbara Independent came out with an article uh, a UCSB architect had resigned in protest over the architectural design of the proposed Munger residence hall. By the afternoon, UCSB was trending on Twitter. And then by the evening, national news outlets, CNN, MSNBC, New York Post picked it up. And then over the weekend, LA Times, Washington Post, it it just spread very quickly. Upon seeing the initial article from the Santa Barbara Independent, what was your reaction to the article? Well, as for the resignation of the architect, my initial reaction was it was only a matter of time before somebody resigned in protest to a building plan of this nature because i don't know if you'll recall but it was announced a while ago um, that this was going to be happening Um, but only recently did people really start to take issue with it uh, once this architect resigned from the school as a result and so when i heard about it and when food not bombs heard about it and when our little organizing committee heard about it we were all devastated at what it could mean for the student body but it didn't really get a lot of media coverage. It didn't get the attention that it needed until this person resigned. And we're super glad that it did happen because this is going to impact a lot of people, like even more than the 4,500 people who would be living there. It's going to impact our entire campus community. Some of the discourse surrounding the architectural design of the proposed residence hall was that there are hardly any windows, limited entrances and exits. Would you care to elaborate on your reaction to the architectural design? Anyone who has lived in an apartment building with limited windows can attest to the fact that not having windows is conducive to a really, really awful living environment. And 94% of the people would living in Munger Residence Hall would be in rooms without windows. Um, They would be in rooms the size of closets, essentially. Um, And there would only be two entrances and exits, um, which 
is a hazard in and of itself. So every aspect of this residence hall that is necessary to provide a safe, welcoming space for students to live is absent from the plan. And it really does feel like UCSB does not care at all um, about the repercussions that this is going to have on the student body, the repercussions that this is going to have, like both to mental and physical health. So it's a terrifying prospect, really, because they're acting like this plan is set in stone already, and we've had no say in it whatsoever, even though we are going to be the people dealing with it in the years to come. It feels a lot like we're out of the frying pan and into the fire, so to speak, because we're in this situation where so many people are living in hotels, are living you know, in their cars, are couch surfing, with friends and those people are already in a bad situation, this option is not a good option for anyone. Um, and having a residence hall is great. Having a residence hall where everyone would be forced into tiny cubicles with no safe entrances and exits is absolutely not a good idea. We have no idea like what dates they're planning on build, building this. We have no idea how long it's going to take. We have no idea by what time they'll be finished. And 350 people at the very least are going to be unhoused as of December 15th in a matter of months. And for those people finding a solution and a place to stay is a necessity. And there's this imminent threat of eviction. Which brings us to the point, right, to the rally that you are throwing on Friday. Could you tell me about the organizing of this rally? This rally is really important to all of us. I have been volunteering with Food Not Bombs for maybe like a month now, and it's been a busy and difficult month with just the sheer amount of things that we have to do um, to ensure that people are getting all of their basic needs. And when we realized that you know hotel students were facing so much and unhoused students were facing so much we felt an imminent need as an organization to do something about it and this rally is really personal for me i spent two and a half weeks couch surfing at the beginning of the quarter with a friend who was kind enough to let me stay with her but i had no idea where i was going to be i was faced with you know, a deadline by the time that I had to be out of their house and I didn't have a place to go. Um, and that was when I got in contact with Food Not Bombs. And that was when we started thinking about like, we really need to make a stand about this. And the planning that has gone into it has been really heartening, I think. Everybody who's working on it has been so passionate, so fast, smart, quick they're ready to roll and they're ready to fight and that's what we need to do because it's clear that the university isn't going to give up without a fight so this rally means a lot to us all and it's incredibly important that we get the word out because UCSB has been trying so hard to keep this under wraps to try to keep people from seeing the abuse that we as a student body face at the hands of administration. And that's why we're 
that's why we're holding this rally. We're holding this rally so that people will see really the way that UCSB treats their students. They don't treat us as people. They treat us as walking paychecks. I want to speak to that. I, I want to speak to centering students in this, right? Why is it important in these conversations, in these stories, to center student voices? The big reason that it's important to center student voices when having conversations like this is because we're the ones who are going to have to live with the consequences of everybody else's actions. And we have no input. We have no say into the building of Munger Residence Hall. We have no say into what programs and classes are offered. We have no say in how the university functions, essentially. We are the ones who will have to be dealing with the consequences of building this, frankly, inhumane and completely idiotic dorm. And nobody seems to realize that we are real people who are going to have to be dealing with this. Nobody likes to be kept in the dark. Nobody likes to be kept cooped up into a small room. And that's really what this comes down to is that the university does not care about what we need as human beings. They care about what we can subsist off of. We're talking uh, you know, a lot about humanity. You're a third year, I'm a fourth year. Eventually this will not be our reality as students, right? We will move on to some other, other platform. But in that, in regards to social movements in general, there is a continuity of movement and there, there is a responsibility in the present tense. Do you feel that sense of responsibility rallying now in order to maintain this movement against the university? Absolutely. If it doesn't start with us, we don't know when it will. And we don't know who will be leading that charge. We need to take a stand for what we need and for what students in the future need. You know, I have a younger sibling and a few months ago I came to the realization that if you know, they're around the age that they need to be applying for college. And I had the realization that if they were applying to colleges, they shouldn't even bother applying here because whatever this school decides to do in the next two to three years regarding the housing crisis and even beyond that will affect my sibling. And that doesn't just extend to my family, you know, Everyone who is going to be coming here, I think of as family because they are all people who deserve to be treated with basic dignity and respect. I mean, so much of this is so personal for so many students um, because it does feel like a personal attack. When you've been looking for housing for the better part of a year and you can't find anything and you get put into a hotel and the university tells you you're going to have to find something by the end of this quarter. And if you don't, we don't know what to tell you. That does feel like a personal attack. That does feel like they are trying to hurt you and you specifically. And that's how so many of us feel is that they are with their actions or rather with their inaction, they are harming us directly. Before our interview concluded, 
Izzy detailed the experiences of UCSB students currently housed in hotels. Um, I would like to expand on the living conditions of students in hotels, if that's okay. Absolutely. Um, because uh, a lot of the time people actually don't know what these folks are experiencing. We've had, you know, the privilege of serving meals at a couple of the hotels. Um, we don't, frankly, we don't have enough volunteers to hit all of them right now. And we'd love to get more people volunteering so that we can get meals out to all six. And just for, for context there, and one of the reasons why you're doing this is because the hotel housing option does not come with a meal plan at all. Yes. So the hotel housing option does not come with a subsidized meal plan. It doesn't come with anything, basically, um, because hotels, as you know, aren't necessarily built for long-term residents. And that means that there often are no kitchens. There is a mini fridge and that's it. And so what we found is that a lot of people are having trouble getting access to nutritious, like filling warm food. And unless they want to stay on campus all day, if they have a meal plan or if they want to take a bus somewhere to get food, it's not feasible to be buying food on campus or takeout all the time. It's just not affordable on a college student's budget. And then on top of that, we found that in a lot of places, they don't have potable drinking water, which is a huge problem because you need water to survive, right? We've had reports from hotel students that the water is cloudy. The water tastes like chlorine. It tastes like sulfur. It has a yellowish color to it. They filtered it and it didn't help. And the water's still cloudy. I know someone who filtered it boiled it and filtered it again just to wash her face, it still didn't change at all in terms of its opacity. And the kicker for that is that hotels have vending machines. And in some of these hotels in the lobby, they're actually selling bottled water. So not only do they not provide you with drinking water that you can safely ingest, they charge you extra to be able to drink water in your home. That is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's inhumane. It's completely moronic. And the university's only response has been, hope you find something soon. As Friday arrived, a team of our reporters here at KCSB News surveyed the Stop the Eviction and Stop Munker Hall rally. Students gathered around the steps of Davidson Library in anticipation of the rally, making signs that conveyed various messages such as stop the eviction and no window, no way. This is where I caught up with Izzy before the day's events. How do you feel uh, regarding turnout? What are we seeing right now? Um, we're seeing a lot more people, honestly, than I expected would turn out. Um, it's really, really encouraging to see so many people out here. I was talking to one of our other speakers today um, who was really, really happy to see so many people here uh, because they're living in a hotel and they thought that nobody cared. Um, and it's really easy to feel like no one cares when the university doesn't care. Um, but. What's more important is the way that the students feel right now. And what we're feeling is angry, riled up, and ready to fight for what we need. Now, we have some signs that are behind us. Uh, students' well-being matters, no window, no way. Uh, could you tell me about the signs uh, that people are creating right now? Yeah, so we all gathered here a little bit earlier than the uh, time that we marked on the flyers so that we could make posters together. Um, people are invited to say whatever it is that they feel needs to be said to admin, to Charles Munger, to 
anybody who doesn't know what's going on here. Um, we've got no window, no way to protest um, the building of Munger Hall, which would have almost no windows. Yeah. Uh, we've got student well-being matters also to protest Munger Hall. Um, it would be like a severe impact on student psychological and physical health. Yeah. Uh, we've also got stop the eviction to protest uh, the eviction of hotel house students on December 15th. And we have tener un pecho es un derecho, which is um, to have a roof or a house is a right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's a lot of people coming together to say that we deserve housing, we deserve clean water, we deserve food, we deserve yeah. these things that humans need to survive. And the university should be providing that to us. So along with Food Not Bombs, uh, Isla Vista, what other organizations are coming together here today? Um, we've got quite a few organizations. We've got UCSB for COLA. We've got some folks from YDSA. Um, we've got folks from various, uh, like, different backgrounds here. But there's a lot of people from different orgs present today. Um, I don't even think I could possibly name them all, but we're really happy to have everybody here. An array of students and community members were present at Friday's protest, undergraduates and graduate students alike. We spoke with Katherine Dixon, a six-year PhD student, on what brought them to the rally. I think that uh, UCSB does not care about its undergrads except as cash cows. Um, and I would like to see the undergrads that, you know, we grads teach and support through their, you know, their undergraduate careers. Um flourish and thrive because in order to really get the most from your education you have to you know you have to be able to meet basic needs like food and water and housing and Catherine continued criticizing Charles Munger's lack of perspective and lack of architectural expertise Charles Munger does not understand the needs of common students he's a billionaire he only knows what it's like to be, to be what it's like to be wealthy, and he's an untrained amateur architect who has the abject arrogance to think he knows what the f- he is doing architecturally. Actual architects have resigned from this project in protest, um, and there are a few things I hate more than a lack of respect for expertise and the disturbing overconfidence he has in his own skill and his own grasp of reality. We also spoke with Emily Fox, a graduate student in sociology, regarding the solidarity between the undergraduate community and graduate students. I think it's really important that we as grad students and other people who aren't undergrads are supporting the undergrads who are put in these situations. Um, Especially I'm a TA, like I can't imagine my students going through all these things. And we saw undergrads really step up and support the grad students when we were fighting for COLA. So I think it's one of the things is like we also need to support the undergrads back. The undergrad housing struggle and the graduate student housing struggle and larger like community, staff, faculty is all very interconnected. So pushing for more housing for undergrads is also going to be positive for grad students and everyone else in the community. Amongst the issues raised by organizers and attendees of the rally was the issue of accessibility and lack of consideration for disabled students in the architectural design of Munger Hall. KCSB News spoke with Marvia Kunanin, Internal Affairs Coordinator and Co-Chair of the Commission on Disability Equity, and Jay Sridhar, Code's Gender and Sexual Equity Outreach Coordinator, regarding their concerns. 
I'm one of the co-chairs for CODE, and we're really concerned with the Munger Hall project, especially given the current inaccessibility of our housing. We do want more dorms, and we want housing that's accessible, but the current design, when there's no room for, um, uh, what's it called, <laughs> like feedback from anybody else, will perpetuate the inaccessibility that we see in our housing today. I'm the Gender and Sexual Equity Outreach Coordinator for CODE, um, and I believe the same thing. I went over the 46-page uh, notice of planning for myself, and um, accessibility was mentioned exactly once in the entire document. I read the whole thing, and um, it was to uh, reference two ADA ramps that would be built at the two main entrances of the building. Other than that, disabled students were not considered at all. So that is absolutely unacceptable. I don't think this design can go forward. Um, you know, if if it has, if the project has to continue, the design has to be radically revised. Um, I would rather it not continue at all, and that we come up with some other solution and build a different hall, not financed by a billionaire, to house our students. The concerns of students were amplified during the rally, allowing a space for students to convey their upset with UCSB's response to housing. UCSB undergraduate student Sarah Hamidi, who is amongst the nearly 300 students currently housed in hotels facing eviction in December shared her frustrations. I have to live in the hotel! I have to worry every day where I'm gonna live! After, because after this quarter, I guess what? I have no place to live! I could be homeless! And government doesn't give a about us! Henry Yang doesn't give a about us! Nobody cares! And I'm sick of it! And I'm sorry for yelling, but you just, you had enough! I've had enough! I'm on a breaking point! It's hard enough that I have to study. It's hard enough that I have to think about job and career perspectives. And now I have to worry about where am I going to sleep? I shouldn't have to worry about these things. I shouldn't have to worry about where am I going to sleep? How am I going to feed myself? How am I going to graduate? How am I going to get a job? I shouldn't have to worry about those things. After hundreds of students marched from Davidson Library to Stork Lawn, we caught up with Izzy one last time asking what comes next. Um, it went great. That's the most students that I've seen turn out for an event on campus, um, for like a protest event on campus. So I think we were really successful in like getting the message out about like what we're about, what we're doing, what we're trying to get done. Um, and I'm just really, really excited to see so many people out here in support of uh, houseless and hotel house students. It's, it really means a lot to all of us. Do you think the message was sent very clearly out to the school today? I think so, yeah. Um, I think it's safe to say that they definitely hurt us. Um, we had a lot of people, you know, stopping along the way, uh, offering support, even if they couldn't join in with us um, for whatever reason. And I, I think admin is going to be hearing about this a lot more in the coming weeks and months as well. Beyond the student-run rally, critics of Munger Hall are taking strides to speak out against the project. The city of Goleta announced its plan to sue UCSB on Friday, alleging that the university violated its long-range development plan, which was created in 2010 to address student housing needs. The plan stated that the university must cap enrollment at 25,000 until 2025 and build additional dormitories for the additional 5,000 students the UC mandated every campus enroll, as well as build 1,800 new units for faculty and staff, the Daily Nexus reports. The lack of this additional housing has resulted in this year's unprecedented housing shortage, an issue that UCSB faces annually, but never before to this magnitude. 
In the lawsuit, the city of Goleta claims that the lack of housing has led to a number of consequences for the city, including public resources being overly diverted towards student needs and increased demand for housing in Goleta as students occupy more areas. KEYT reports. UCSB spokesperson Andrea Estrada said the university is disappointed that the city of Goleta, quote, felt it necessary to resort to divisive litigation that forces both parties to spend public funds in this manner, unquote. She says the university has not violated the development plan and that student beds have been added each year to accommodate increased enrollment. KCSB News will continue to keep you informed about this developing story. You have been listening to KCSB News, your local community radio news program produced by listeners just like you in the Santa Barbara area. KCSB News can be heard on air Mondays and Thursdays at 5 p.m. You can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Facebook, and Twitter under KCSB News. To hear past KCSB News segments on the go, search for our podcast on iTunes under KCSB. KCSB is owned and operated by the Associated Students of UCSB. Tonight's newscast was produced and engineered by us, Daniel Vasias and Ashley Rush. Our news writers and editors for tonight are Jennifer Yoshikoshi, Cecilia Aiden, Daniel Vasias, and me, Ashley Rush. Thanks for tuning in to our newscast tonight, but don't go away. Coming up next is Climate Connection, followed by Newsmakers.